Welcome to Conan Kruger. I'm Grant Cohn. That's Larry Kruger. You may have heard him Hello. this morning on 95.7 The Game in the Bay Area. He's everywhere. He's hot. <laughs> I don't know about that. He's hot. I'm popping. I'm popping. So he's popping. The Niners are popping. We went through a real dead period. Now, all of a sudden, there's rumors. There's information. We're going to get into a lot of Jimmy G stuff. But first, let's talk about arm fatigue, a term I'd never heard of until recently. But here's the thing. I when Colin Cowherd and Mike Silver brought it up, I was very skeptical. But then I, I went back and I saw that Matt Mayoko and Jennifer Lee Chan, before OTAs, said on a, on a podcast that they spoke to a very high-ranking member of the 49ers front office who told – this was last year – who told them that you know arm fatigue was a concern. Not that he'd missed time, but it's something that they're monitoring because it gets a little soreness after throwing. Maybe this was after the entirety of the season. Um so I guess it is something that they're talking – someone's talking about in, in, internally in the organization. To me, it seems like small potatoes. Yeah, a guy who throws a football gets sore a little bit. Plus, he's he didn't play at all in 2020. Maybe that was part of it. Are you concerned about this, this report? I'm not. I'm absolutely not. But I will say this. The motion has a lot of power to it. There's a lot of – it's the kind of motion you could hear, you know, yeah. if you're standing right there. It's kind of – it's a it, it's not like every every quarterback throws a little differently. There's a lot of power and a lot of torque in in Trey's arm arm uh, you know movement, but I don't I've never heard of such a thing. I've never heard anybody really voice that concern. Um, also, I don't remember was there a day that it was reported last year that he could not go because of arm fatigue. I don't remember that day. I don't remember that story coming up. Now he wasn't the week he wasn't the starter every week, so maybe they hid that within i don't know that uh, but i don't remember that and then as far as it i'm a little skeptical as well why because the same reason that you know skip bayless and and you know all those shows basically parked their car at lebron james's door right. um i've seen it and you've seen it if you do a video on the Gi baseball giants you may get this kind of reaction you're going to get double that if it's on the Niners you're going to get quadruple that if it's on Trey freaking Lance and I've seen it so once I since I've seen it and I know you've seen it we're a little bit more skeptical I think because yeah. it's easy to see that hey just park your car at Trey Lance Avenue report yeah. anything and that will be good for your company that will be good for your show the growth of your network whatever company whatever you're looking for Trey will get traction so I'm a little skeptical about this story to be totally honest also trey lance um skepticism trey lance criticism because it, it creates uh almost a panic in the 49ers fan base and i think it gets people worked up the way i look at all this news it's it's new because colin coward and mike silver just brought it up but to me it's old news this is what mike this is what matt mayoko and jennifer lee chan were talking about before otas ryan harris before otas this must have been something on the niners mind during the offseason, before OTAs, then Trey Lance comes in and eviscerates the Niners' defense. Everyone from D'Amico Ryans to Trent Williams gives the kid big-time praise that they didn't give him before. Seems like old news. I mean, I'm not really concerned about it. I think a lot of these reporters need to get new information post-minicamp about how the Niners feel about Trey Lance now. I didn't see anything in the minicamp that would make me think that Trey wasn't a, wasn't a full go. And he, I thought he threw the ball well. I thought he threw it accurately in the red zone that second to last day. I thought he threw it accurately down the field the last day. Um, he, I, to me, I've seen improved accuracy from what I saw last year. So I don't know. And as far as that's just accuracy, the accuracy part of it, the fatigue part, you know, I guess we'll never really know the answer of the truth on that. But I've never heard of such a thing um, as far as I've never heard. Now, I've heard like Brandon Crawford talked about it, uh, Grant, at the end of spring training. Like, you know, the spring training and you, you start to throw and it's February and now you've thrown for two straight weeks and it's the middle of March. It's still spring training. And it's like, oh, yeah, my, you know, there's some arm fatigue and soreness that you throw through to build up this and that. And then your arm gets stronger. I've heard of that, but I've, I don't know that I don't I'm not concerned about Trey's arm fatigue potential long term. Me either. And it's like the way Mike Silver reported it is that he made it sound. He actually said that there are days when Trey Lance throws a lot and the next day he can't throw at all. If there were a day where he couldn't throw at all. I mean, the entire practice isn't open to the media, um, but the first half hour is where they're warming up. 
quarterbacks throw a lot of passes in that warm-up period before it's team drills. I mean, they might be 100 passes. If he didn't do any of that, it'd be a story. A lot of people yeah. would see it. People would talk about it. So I don't think it's ever happened where he actually had to take a day off. What Mayoko said before OTAs is that the Niners were sort of considering maybe monitoring it and putting him on a pitch count in certain situations, but nothing about days off. And then maybe this was just something that happened over the course of a long season as you know, he's a rookie, he's 21. It was December. Maybe he got a little soreness down the stretch of the year, but I don't think it's anything that's an issue right now. It feels like old news. Yeah. I mean, or not a non-story altogether. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't see this. It does make you wonder though, about the source and their motivation. Other yeah. than that, I have no concerns about Trey. And then the other thing that's kind of weird is that, you know, Mike and uh, Colin are people that report things that other people see. You know, th- I get that. But if you were there yourself and you saw it, you know what I mean? It's it, I, you're not, I'm not seeing any of those things right. there. Yeah. And I, and I was there. So I, I you can tell me that, you know, more because you talked to somebody from above. But, you know, we were at, we just watched him throw and there were no signs of fatigue. And in terms of the source, I'm not going to speculate because I, I I just get it wrong. But my question is, how does this benefit the 49ers? Like Matt Mayoko said, a very high member of the Niners front office. How does this benefit the 49ers to put this out there off the record? This regime was all about not leaking things at first. So in this high ranking person's mind, this is good for the 49ers. How is it that? Well, you got to prepare the fan base for the possibility that Jimmy might come back this year because he might. We don't know. And if he does, we're going to tell people it's a good. I just don't understand. I just don't. All I can say, Grant, is the thing. The only thing that makes sense to me is this is an off season where the 49ers changed out a lot of their offensive staff. And those would be the guys who, in theory, would be in the know on something like this. And so if they said something to a reporter, that reporter would think, hey, I'm getting an unfiltered truth as opposed to somebody's spin who might be kind of feels a certain way because of situational stuff or career stuff. The fact that the if the Niners had the exact same coaching staff from this year to last year would be one thing, but how many offensive assistants moved on? How many new offensive assistants are there? And almost all of them are on the offensive side of the ball. I got a theory. I, there's a reason we're getting mixed signals from the 49ers on their quarterbacks. And I think the reason we're getting mixed signals is I don't think they're in lockstep as an organization on what they want to do. I don't think they were in lockstep about moving on from Jimmy. I think a lot of people felt he was scapegoated and that the trade for Trey Lance made no sense. I think a lot of people felt that it was the right thing to do. And I still think there's two camps in the organization. Now, if they'd missed the playoffs, there probably wouldn't be, but they went to the NFC championship game and we know how Eric arms. I mean, Eric, Arms. a lot of these players have said, voiced their admiration uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think they trust Kyle to an extent, but a lot of maybe some people in the organization whose jobs are on the line are saying, whoa, well, before we just jump away from Jimmy Garoppolo, who's not good enough, and we don't know anything about Trey Lance, why don't we just maybe keep the dude in the organization for a little bit longer, especially since no one wants to trade for him? I don't know. Maybe that's what they're preparing us for. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. No, it's a good point. I mean, you know, there's no question he's a charismatic leader. There's no question because we can see his his flaws as far as a downfield passer. It's all there. Uh, and and the mistakes that he makes are, are mistakes that he kind of repeats and late in the down, over the middle, floats it, doesn't account for the defenders, not that accurate down the field, definitely not very accurate outside the numbers. You know, we'll have three or four moments a game sometimes that are just like, what? Um, so we see, yeah, it gets hurt a lot. We see the flaws, but they're, they like the guy. Clearly, yeah. he's very very popular. I would say this. I brought this up to you a few weeks ago. If I gave you a huge amount of money and said, here's a ticket, and you can either have the tickets that says, I'm betting the 49ers to win the Super Bowl this year with just Trey Lance on the team, or you can have this one over here with Trey and Jimmy, you'd probably, after thinking about it, take, well, I'll take the one Trey and Jimmy because I know, you know, they got a good roster. It's not great. It's good. But, you know, Trey might be great, but Jimmy's already kind of proven. You know what I'm saying? You would take both quarterbacks. And maybe as we're getting closer to camp, they're starting to think about trying to cash their ticket on the Super Bowl. And they're thinking, you know what? Maybe the best thing is just have both of these tickets just in case. Hold on. I wouldn't take both quarterbacks, and there's a reason. Now, I don't want Nate Sudfeld as my backup. I would have liked Tyrod Taylor, and they could have afforded Tyrod Taylor or Andy Dalton. But I just feel like if you have Jimmy Garoppolo on this team and 
Trey's a starter, you're asking for trouble. You're going to split yeah. the team. I know Kyle thinks that they're super tight knit and he can handle that. I think they're kidding themselves. I think there's an intangible aspect that would be impossible to overcome. Yes, you want a better backup quarterback than Nate Sudfeld, but I don't think you want that split locker room either. So it's a tough, it's a tough decision. But I do think that, as to your point, they think that they can uh, pull off having both, and that's a very, very difficult tightrope act to pull off. I mean, they did it this year in reverse, right? If they're going to go with Trey and use Jimmy as the backup, but you know. Um, or maybe they just feel like the best solution is a true competition. But I'll say this, I and I'm on record of saying it, and I'll stay with it. I'll be shocked if Jimmy Garoppolo puts on a 49er uniform in any capacity, a practice ever again. I'd be shocked. Based on everything that I've seen and heard, all the people that I've talked to this offseason, I would be absolutely shocked if he was in Santa Clara with a 49er practice anything on this year. Shocked. I agree. What they're going to do, in my opinion, is say, oh, he's throwing. He's not ready to practice yet. He, he's, he's not throwing. throwing here. Yeah. Yeah. He's he, he was here this morning. He'll be here tonight. He's not around <laughs> any reporters or the team. He's, he's right. Here. He's throwing. And what you know, we're ready to trade him whenever. And I don't think he'll play in the preseason or in practice. And if they don't trade him by the time wait, the final cuts happen. I don't know. Can they put him on? Was it PUP? Can they do that? Like, what would they do? I don't. I'd have to. That I have to look up. I don't know. But I mean, they could just have him inactive every single week on the team, third string. If Trey goes down for an extended period of time, then you could bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, or just wait to trade him. Or maybe they're I, committed yeah. on getting their price. Yeah. You know, and, and somebody who speculated we had Rich Ormberger on today, and he speculated that their price is what they paid. Exactly. Think about which it. is a second. You know, if you can get a set, you know, think about this too. If you, uh, you know, if you could get a second after all that you got out of Jimmy, John Lynch would win that trade, and he could say to anybody, whether it be Jed or another owner in the league who wants to hire him someday, "Hey, I won that trade. Go look at it. You know, I I traded a second for him. I got this much out of him, and I traded him down the road for a second. And so that's if if John Lynch is only willing to trade. Jimmy Garoppolo for a second so that John can say he won the trade. Does he really want to trade Jimmy Garoppolo? Cause he knows what the market is for Jimmy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like putting I mean, your car on the market. He I'm wants to win the Super Bowl. He wants to win the Super Bowl. Right. It's like, I'm going to sell my car on Craigslist. I'm going to put it for $50,000. Oh, well, I, I get, no one wants it. I guess well, you didn't want to sell your car. Then you really didn't want to part ways with it. I don't know. <laughs> it seems to me that I don't think someone's organization doesn't want to trade. I don't know why. Let's move on because apparently teams are interested. The Seattle Seahawks are wow. interested in Jimmy Garoppolo, according to Jeremy Fowler. He said they've discussed the possibility of Jimmy G playing for them. That doesn't mean they'll trade for him, but it means that if the Niners cut him, that probably Seattle will be one of the teams making an offer to sign him up, which may or may not be a scary thought if you're a Niner fan. What do you think of this? Well, it's it is scary, I think. Why? Because the Seahawks are in your division. If you're John Lynch, this has got to be terrifying. And I realize all the flaws of Jimmy Garoppolo. We all do. But look at this Seattle team. They've got Rashad Penny, who is really good running the ball late in the year. They got Chris Carson. They just drafted Kenneth Walker the third. What does that mean? That means they got great backs. And and they just bolstered their offensive line. They added a rookie left tackle, who I think is really, really good. You got Lockett and Freddie Swain to go with DK Metcalf. They just drafted Bo Melton, who's a good receiver out of Rutgers. They're they've got a decent receiving core. Noah Fant, yeah, exactly. And they still they can go Will Disley, go two tight ends. So I think personnel-wise, their offense looks pretty damn good. And if you could have a run-heavy scheme, and they also drafted the Thorpe Ward winner, Kobe Bryant. Uh, they drafted another big corner named Tariq Wood- Woolen uh, at the University of Texas San Antonio. He's a monster corner. I mean, he's raw. But if those two guys step up and play, those are big, physical, press-man corners that may you know get a lot of run. Diggs is a tremendous free safety. Uh, I've never been a big Jamal Adams fan, but that's a hell of a secondary on paper. So I'm just saying, you know, they still, you know, they get some questions up front. It's not the same defense they used to have, but you put Jimmy on a pitch count and a run heavy scheme, and maybe their defense comes of age a little quicker than you, than people think. And Seattle could be a nine or 10 win team and a playoff team. And you could be looking at five or six wins and looking for a job. So if I'm, if I'm John, I'd be very, I mean, I'd want a good price to throw him to Seattle. That's for sure. Right, because look, I don't think 
I'm not afraid of Jimmy Garoppolo on the Seahawks. I think the Niners could handle him, but it's not my job on the line. <laughs> right. It's not my job. And like you have to worry about that possibility where the Niners don't live up to expectations and Jimmy Garoppolo goes to the Seahawks and they win and you look really, really stupid. So yeah, I mean, that's one that's one reason not to cut Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Just the fear that he's gonna end up in your division having a better season than your guy, probably for making less money. That's terrifying. Now, if Seattle wants to trade for him, that's different. But they don't have that much cap space. They have 16 million cap space. They'd have to figure that out. Uh, they'd have to probably extend him. Do you want multiple years of Jimmy Garoppolo? How much do they actually? To me, it seems like they're interested if he's on the free agent market. I don't know that any team's trying to trade for Jimmy to be their. I guess he'd be the starter there. I don't know, man. What do you? Unless, how do you think they really are? I don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it doesn't seem like a fit. They yeah. like to go down the field. Jimmy doesn't throw the do ball that. down the field, but right. look at their quarterbacks that they have. I mean, if I, if I was Seattle, I'd sign him tomorrow. Right. You know, he's better than he's better than uh, Geno Smith. I don't think there's any doubt. He's better than Drew Locke. So, you but know, what is the one thing that Drew Locke can kind of do? He's got a, he's got a good arm. He can go he down, can the kind of throw it down the field. Down the field. He's a slinger. Yeah. He'll, he'll take. But but they but they look like a team with, that's going to be built to run the football. And if they're if they're a run heavy scheme and you get Jimmy on a pitch count, I don't know. I mean, I, I talked to uh, about to somebody else about this this morning, and they were just like, you know what, let Jimmy go there. Uh, he's you know I'm not, I don't fear Jimmy. Jimmy's got flaws. They're clear. Uh, I don't fear playing him. Uh, you know, it's time to turn the page. Go to Trey. Have confidence in Trey and let Jimmy go wherever he wants to go. And you know, release him essentially. Also, that pass protection in Seattle has always been atrocious. Russell Wilson got hit a lot behind that yeah, line. I'd like to see how Jimmy would do there. And then I'd like to see – you know how Stephon Diggs just like ultimately objected to playing with Kirk Cousins? He's like, I can't do this. This guy's awful. Even, even though Kirk Cousins is even that bad. I, I'd like to see how DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett responded to Jimmy Garoppolo because I just don't think they're used to a quarterback who will not throw the ball down the field, no matter if they're open or not. And – that means you got to run a lot of really short routes over the middle and take some big hits. I, DK can do it. Uh, Tyler's a little guy, so I, I'd love to see. I'd like to see that. I, I think it would be hilarious to watch DK Metcalf and Jimmy Garoppolo trying to hook up down the field because DK has no, he doesn't even move towards the ball, and Jimmy right. just kind of sprays it out there. These guys would connect like twice a month. And you know, on the Niners, everyone loves Jimmy Garoppolo. He's their best friend. If he goes somewhere else, no one's going to know him. And if he's not a good quarterback and he's making wide receivers look bad and their numbers are, are, are uh, compromised, a guy like DK Metcalf is going to show up Jimmy Garoppolo on the field. I mean, I did. So, again, these are things I'm looking forward to seeing. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. John Mitchell, thanks for $5. Uh, I'll look to see if you had anything else to see. All Trey has to do is show these critics that he is for real. Well, I hope he gets the opportunity. And if, it, if he gets a rough start to the season, I wonder if the Niners stick with him like they stuck with Jimmy last year. I don't know that it's Lynch. I have no idea. And I don't want to guess because you can be wrong. It may look like it's him, but I don't know. I have no idea. Justin Gonzalez says, with a slap repair rehab protocol, throwing can begin at 16 weeks, three weeks ago. With effort, throws not until 22 weeks, 8-1, then throwing endurance. Well, Dan Silio said he started started throwing two weeks ago. Dan Silio also said he spoke to Don Yee, who said he never spoke to Dan Silio. <laughs> so I don't know about Dan Silio. Never should have retweeted the Dan Silio. Yeah, man, I never heard who I never heard of him until that day. Oh yeah, man. I mean I know him, and that's the worst yet. But I, wow. you know, I, I I retweeted it, and then now Don Yee's like, no, 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 I did not say that. I don't understand. Anyway, moving on. Uh, okay, so the Seahawks apparently are interested. The Bucks apparently are not, contrary to what Dan Cilio said. A an anonymous coach with that team said if Jimmy Garoppolo could throw the deep ball, he'd have two rings by now. Now, technically, he does have two rings as a backup, but that's pretty much the most succinct, accurate summation of Jimmy Garoppolo. It's why I think the NFL is more down on him than media right there. And it's funny to hear it come out of Tampa because that's how I thought Bruce Arians. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Bruce Arians himself who said that because it just sounds like something he would say and how he thinks. Um, again, maybe if J Jimmy were cut, Tom Brady might say, hey, would you just give him a $2 million contract, bring him? But I don't I don't see them trading for him to be their backup. 
doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make you know it makes no sense. I mean, right? Brady's going to be the guy right. if you, if Brady's not the guy. Well, unless they feel like Gabbard is so bad that their season's over if Brady gets hurt. You know, if Trask is so raw that their season's literally over. Gabbard maybe, is that bad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we saw Gabbert, and guy. Trask is kind of stiff with not. A, I don't think has a huge arm, so maybe. But then that's another team that likes to go down the field, and is Jimmy going to be able to make those throws? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I mean, it, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, the only thing is Tampa does have a nice defense. Yes. You know, and 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 they improved. You know, they improved that defense even more in this draft. So, uh, they're. You know, Tampa might be a, if they want to have him on a pitch count, and the, he's just there. Sometimes general managers look at their team and go, "What do we really need?" Oh, well, our biggest fear is our quarterback's forty-five, and will he stay healthy? And then it's like, "Well, who could we get?" And they just keep talking about it, talking about it, and sure enough, figure out a way to do it. So that would be interesting, but hard to picture that's a fit. I mean, unless the Bucks want to give Tom Brady a game off once a month and have him only play twelve games because he's old and it's a long season. I don't understand why they would need to bring in Jimmy now. If they want him to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady next year, sign him next year. He's going to be available next year. Why are you trading for him now? Giving the Niners something, extending his contract, it seems very unnecessary, especially when no other team is trying to trade for him. Unless Cleveland gets bad news uh, with Deshaun Watson. I don't even know when that's coming down. It sounds like it could be a couple more weeks. We'll see. And, and Cleveland may have to do something. You know, They may decide they have to do something – before that decision, you know, maybe they'll feel like they'll get a better deal if they as opposed to, you know, wow, you have no quarterback. You're literally looking at at two backup quarterbacks competing. Do you think Cleveland will find not going to lean on Jacoby Brissett? I just don't believe that. Do you think Cle- Cleveland will find out the extent of the suspension when we will or before? How before. Before. I, 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 would think, think, I would think if you're the, the commissioner works for the owners. Right. See, when, when they traded Baker, I thought, well, did they hear something? What do they know? What changed? Maybe nothing. Maybe nothing. But that's where my mind went. Like, oh, did they get a little early indicator? Are we? Because I thought she, Sue Robinson was going to make some type of a ruling the next few days. But then I heard today it could be another couple of weeks. I don't know. I guess the league wants to look like they're being extremely thorough, especially if they don't give them a full year suspension, because that's going to be controversial. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a headline grabber either way, for sure. Yeah. I mean, this one's not going to snip and slip beneath the radar, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if you're Cleveland, are you going to lean on Jacoby Brissett? And then what would you pay for uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo at that point? I mean, what would the 49ers want a draft pick of well, some it kind? Like, if Watson is only suspended for part of the year, they have to pay him something, and then now they got a lot of quarterbacks they're paying. They're still paying Baker, paying Watson, paying at a certain point. Can they really? Not at Ford, but justify spending another 20, 24 million on Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know. But if it's a whole year, yeah, for sure. I mean, and, yeah, exactly. I mean, that that yeah. would be a ton on your quarterbacks. That would be yeah, absolutely a ton time, of I money. Mean, the Rams had Stafford last year and most of Goff's dead cap money on their books still won the Super Bowl. So you got to have a quarterback. You can't justify not having a quarterback. Uh, Cleveland's the desperate team. I don't think Seattle or Tampa, Tampa's not desperate. Seattle, see, I mean, to me, see, I know you don't think they're tanking, but it seemed like they've kind of positioned themselves to get a quarterback next year. Now, I know there's a lot of good quarterbacks next year. It's not just the top two or three guys. There's Will Levis and other, yeah. I think, four or five he's, quarterbacks. He's got a great like, arm. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to tank to get a good quarterback next year, but I think that's probably what Seattle's looking for. Unless they well, they haven't. Ad, yeah, they haven't added that veteran that makes you say, you know, oh, they're in go for it mode. That's for sure. Right. Right. Um, okay. We talk about this every week, but now we haven't talked in a couple of weeks, and camp starts in two weeks, and it's getting right up to the deadline. As of now, do you think the 49ers will trade Jimmy Garoppolo in the next month, as Tom Pelosero said they expect to? Yes, I do. I absolutely do. Um, as I said, I think it will get done. They're not they they understand the incredible awkward nature of how things could be if the camp if camp starts. So I think the the goal will be to get it done before camp starts. And they want a fresh start for their for their new quarterback, I'm sure. Uh so I, I would say I would say it gets done, you know, camp, I think the reporting date's the twenty sixth. I'll say it gets done by the twenty fifth. 
Okay, I'm going to keep asking you to make predictions, and then I'll go too. Best guess as to where he goes? Um, I think I think there's real trepidation to send him to let him play in Seattle. So I'll, I'll say Cleveland. Yes. Okay, I'm with you. I think um, if he gets traded in the next month, it's to Cleveland, and I think that's depending on dependent on how long Deshaun Watson gets suspended. If Watson doesn't get suspended for the whole year and it's partial. I don't think Cleveland will trade for him. In that case, I think Jimmy Garoppolo will be on the Niners team, rehabbing in their facility, not practicing with them in August. I think it's Cleveland or bust at this point. I do. So we'll see. And what kind of what, do you think they'll get the second they seek, or do you think it will be lower than that? Good question. I is that or is it a, or is is it a player? That's what Cleveland could be. Or do you go for a player? They got a loaded roster. There's no way you're getting a second-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. There's no way. But maybe a player. Maybe a player who used to be a second-round pick, so they could say, hey, we got a second-round pick. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We got the equivalent of a second-round pick. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think we agree that it's going to be – if it's anyone, it's Cleveland. I'm skeptical that Cleveland's going to do it. But Can you picture Jimmy in Cleveland? Yeah. I mean, he'll he'll be handing off a lot there over there, too. I mean – They got a great run game. They do. They and they get Nick Chubb, they get Kareem Hunt. They not have a quarterback as good as him. I mean, he's on the low end of starting quarterbacks anyway. They can't go into this quarter into the season with a backup as a starter. And that's percent. He's a backup. So I'd love to see him go to Cleveland and them wind up in the Super Bowl. That would be phenomenal. A Browns Niners Super Bowl starring Jimmy G against Lance. It's a good division over there. AFC Deshaun Black. Watson sitting at the 50 yard line with the owner. Nobody wants to talk about the Deshaun story the entire Super Bowl week. Could you imagine the NFL's nightmare if that came up? Oh, man. How many people? How many women did he pay off? How many women did he offer $100,000 to? Yeah, just over and over and over the question. Yeah, yeah. How many many settled? Yeah, but it would be kind of cool to have Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo play against each other in a big game at some point. Yeah. That would be, hopefully. And those are two good teams. I don't believe that 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 raw that uh, CBS Sportsline report that said the 49ers had like the 19th best talented roster in the NFL. I mean, I realize there's some questions about Trey, but 19th best? No, it's a it's a top 10. To 19. Yeah. I, I think it's a top 10 type roster. Yeah, I think it's the top 10, and it's um, it's just that the question marks are in interesting spots. O line and, and quarterback, the two t- together make you. It's hard to be. I feel like as a national reporter, it's hard to be very bullish on a team where your questions are quarterback and O-line. Yeah. You right know? in the middle of the field, the quarterback, the O-line, the safeties. Yep. I mean, I mean in can... a sense, that's the question of Seattle too, right? It's just that no one really thinks Drew Locke's going to has this high upside that Trey Lance could have. And the Niners D-line is thought to be better. Way than, better. Good point. Good than point. Seattle. Good point. All right. Last topic. And this is not a quarterback topic, but listening to Jeremy Fowler talk about what could happen with, Jimmy Garoppolo, we made the point that a lot of people feel if the Niners don't trade Jimmy Garoppolo by the start of training camp, that they'll cut him because they want to extend Debo Samuel and Nick Bosa, and they're going to need cap space to do that. That's true, but I just can't help but notice that Joey Bosa waited until after his fourth year to to get his extension. Nick could do the same thing. I mean, it's a bit of a risk since you could get hurt, but the longer you wait, the more money you get because the rates go up. Um, So there's no guarantee that Nick Bosa is going to get extended this offseason he was asked about it a month ago at minicamp and he said he hasn't even begun talks with the 49ers and then there's Debo um who yeah we don't really know what the Niners have offered him I mean he's upset about something and the Niners from what I understand were down on him after 2020 they questioned his work ethic not work ethic but ability to sort of keep his body in tip-top shape then he did it last year and it's maybe they want to see him do it two years in a row before they give him this mondo record-breaking contract uh, of course, they could always franchise tag them next year. They could always say, you know what, do it again. Uh, we'll franchise tag you and give you what you want. If you do it one more time or we'll let you go. Do you think the Niners will play some serious hardball with Debo Samuel? You know, this one's so, so hard to handicap. One, because I have a very good football source that, that is just very, very knowledgeable who told me well over a year ago, that there would be no second contract for Debo Samuel with the 49ers. See, that's the stuff I was hearing uh, last year. They were down on him. And what I was hearing was basically, boy, they were hoping they could get one more good year out of, out of him so they could trade him. Of course, they never expected he would be an all pro and do the things he did. And now they have a conundrum. 
that and and I and I never got any explanation as to why nobody yeah. ever said oh because this or they're unhappy about the, it's not you know it's this aspect or it's training or any anything the Jews just like hey there will not you know I know you don't there won't be a second contract for Debo Samuel with the 49ers so now here he's coming off this incredible year where he's a borderline MVP easily the most valuable uh, player on your offense and what do you do what do you do? Because he's a runner receiver. So it's almost like they spent the offseason trying to replace him with Danny Gray and TDP um, and bolstering those two positions. I mean, they're they're pretty stacked. I mean, I don't know about, if you've noticed, they're pretty stacked at running back and wide receiver right now. It's funny. Your source said there's not going to be a second contract for Debo, and we interpret that as the Niners don't want him. Well, what has been reported is that Debo doesn't want to be here. It could be that, Maybe too. Maybe it's as simple as he decided, you know what, oh, I'm from South Carolina. I have no allegiance to Northern California. Um, I was drafted here. I'll be a good pro, but at a certain point, if I'm a superstar, I'm going to pick my. De- I'm going to pick where I play because I want to. I mean, a lot of players do that in other sports. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it, it it could be him. It could be them. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be both. Um, it could be related to injury potential for injury. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what it's related to, but that's what I was told. Now that aside. Everything that I've seen on the field makes me think that this guy is a absolute foundation piece and that if they if Lynch traded him, he might as well throw himself in the deal as well because there'll be people calling for his head left and right. I mean, he's, he's not only the best offensive player on this football team, he's he, in a lot of ways he's one, become one of the faces of the team um, as you're transitioning from one quarterback to another. And... In a lot of ways, he's the soul of the team. People saw him walking out of the locker room with Trent Williams and kind of almost looked like kind of a follow me type thing. So maybe that's an image for TV or maybe that's legitimate. But either way, if you move Debo, you better get a serious package coming back because the, the fans are going to they're not going to revolt because it, it's he's not Jerry Rice in his prime. But they're going to question it unless you get a haul coming back. Well, I think it's it's too late to trade him. Um, but I think what the deal is, the reason the Niners were down on him and maybe hesitant to give him what he wants right now is that when Debo isn't locked in, he tends to gain weight. And I think this happened last year in 2020. From what I heard, he uh, he reported at like 2.30, and the Niners freaked out. They want him at 2.15. He, he can gain up to 15 pounds. And he's still a good athlete at 230, but he's very explosive. As you can see, he has a tendency to pull muscles. And that's more likely to happen when he's 230 than at 215. So if they have a question about, you know, his the consistency of his body, I mean, if you've seen him this offseason at times, you see pictures of him, he looks a little round. So maybe the Niners feel a little question about how consistently he can be in that type of shape. I mean, last year was kind of a contract year for him. He he thought that if he did everything right, he'd get the big extension and he did everything right. And he was, in the, can he do it again? From the Niners perspective, we don't want to trade you. We, we got you for another year. You're under contract. We have questions about you. If you answer the questions and you're finally your contract, we will give you more money than you ever dreamed of. But you got to do it one more time. That would be actually a fair thing to say. Now he could say, I'm outraged. He could request a trade, which he already did. But Has he, he taken that back? No, right? He hasn't taken it back. And he came to minicamp because I don't think he wants the Niners taking more money out of it. He hasn't made that much money in the league second-round pick. So, I mean, I don't think he has the leverage to be able to sit out a year. Plus, his contract would told the next year, too, so they'd still have him under contract. I think he's got to show up and at least play some. And if he gets hurt and dogs the year and says, I don't want to play, that's six games, I'm done, that affects his stock. So I think the Niners got him. It just – how that's, that's super hardball coming off the that's year the way they the way they utilized him if they if they played if they played it that way that would be viewed as super hardball would it not i mean it's not I pro don't know player, Prague right? that well does prog play super hardball i, I know he, he usually does. gets his price but i don't but that know would be Kyle that's does. almost borderline super hardball almost insulting absolutely i mean you're basically asking him to be toxic or disgruntled at, at best he'd have every reason to hate you for life. And I don't know, like, does Kyle Shanahan want that smoke? He likes people to call him by his first name and to be the good guy. You know, I don't know if he wants, if he can be that tough, not, you know, uh, tough coach that people hate. Hey man, you're in charge of this roster and you didn't, Hey, sorry, bud. We're going to need a little bit. 
we're going to see you stay in shape two years in a row. Oh, it's like that. Yeah, it's like that. I don't know if Kyle wants to be that. I think what he does is reward everyone. Oh, you had one good year, two good years? You get five-year contract. That's what Kyle likes. I mean, no. If I was guessing, guessing, uh, Grant, I would say that they won't make him wait the whole year. But this is what this is the carrot that we dangled as far as show up in shape. There you because go. if you, I think there they know go. if if he there shows up in a in a certain level of shape, he's going to have a good year. They're not yep. worried about him as a football player or about there what he is as a competitor. It's all about what kind of shape does he show up in July twenty sixth when the report date, right? And so drag on. that. So I think he's going to get his money when he shows up. I really do. I think Jimmy gets moved. He gets Bosa waits. Debo gets paid, and he shows up in shape. He gets paid, and Jimmy's moving on, and that that's where that money all goes, in that same it. window. That would be it. my guess. That's a good guess. TJW says if the Niners keep Jimmy all year and he sits out, is on IR to get a third-round compact, does Lynch view that as winning the trade? Ridiculous. I know. Here's my question. If Jimmy sits out all year and it's essentially a backup, does the compact that the Niners get back, does it drop since he was not a starter this year? Or has he started enough games that he they still get a third round comp pick for? I don't know. They would say he's. Works. I think he's established, but it would be a, it would be end of the third round. So you're talking about the 105th pick in the draft, and I don't know that that would be worth it to be honest. So he's I really established. don't. He's established, so that yeah. essentially means that John's not going to take anything less than the 105th pick in the draft for Jimmy Garoppolo. That's where we stand. So if Cleveland wants to trade him, you got to beat that. Right. Because I don't think the Niners care about the 27 million dollars. I mean, Jed already said he'll pay it. They said they budgeted for it. Yeah, they don't care. And if they need to create $4 million in cap space to extend Debo, there's a there's a hundred ways they could do that. That doesn't involve anything with Jimmy Garoppolo. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, as long as they can do their business, why would they be why would they be forced into a pressured situation on the quarterback when maybe they don't know, have all their, maybe they have 10 questions about Trey. Maybe eight of them have been answered. Maybe two of them have not been answered. Maybe they want to still see that all 10 are answered before they move off of their only other quarterback. They think they can win games with. I mean, that makes sense. They got a lot of guys in that room who, you know, and I know grant if they, if Trent Williams has no shot in the Super Bowl this year, that's not going to be a happy Trent Williams. No. no. What bugged me about the Niners off season is that they didn't commit to Trey. They could have, poured $24 million more into the roster, into helping Trey, if they were that confident in him. But clearly they're not. As we talked about earlier in the, in the show, um, they're not 100% confident. And so rather than take a leap of faith, which could, if it backfired, cost them their jobs, they're going to hedge this year, I think, and keep Jimmy Garoppolo around unless they can get a third-round pick or better for him and have that safety net. So if Trey Lance stinks early in the year, guess who's here? Or if he gets hurt. I think that's. I think they feel more comfortable spending money on a Trey Lance hedge than Trey Lance support. But I could be wrong. You still think he's going to Cleveland? Cleveland could bail the Niners out and give Trey Lance a, a super highway to be this team starting quarterback. With no I will say this. I will say this. Jed did say because I don't think Jed's quite as smooth a talker as some of these other guys. Jed right. did say, "Hey, we're ready to have this guy in the roster for two, for the next two years." He said that. Right, right and after it wasn't, nobody, yeah. nobody pushed him to say that. Nope. You know, he picked those terms. He picked, he could have said one year, he said two years. So they want everybody to think that he's, they can, they've got the potential to keep him on that roster. And so if you want him, you know, they'll, they'll they want what they got. They want to win the trade. Um, and, or they want the insurance. They view the insurance as a, has certain value to the insurance. And ultimately, that's what he would be if he's sitting behind Trey. And I, I do feel that maybe Kyle's not worried about his job security, but I think John, to an extent, is thinking about it because he has lost some trades, some big ones. He lost the DeForest Buckner trade, at least for now. He lost the D Ford trade for sure. He can't and lose another trade. This was his big win. He beat the, the he beat Belichick. He beat the Patriots. He got Jimmy, and to cut him would be actually it was a big loss, and not a big loss, but it. Actually, you could even argue it's a win. They've gotten enough out of a second-round pick trade, but he might feel that's another loss on my resume, and it might make him feel um, you know, insecure in his position as a general manager. I understand that. But at a certain point, his job is to do what's best for the Niners, not what's best for his resume. You know, the only thing I'll say is that I don't – I'm starting to think about the distraction of having the quarterback, and there would be a distraction uh, for sure. 
but they almost seem like they could probably endure it. You know, because it is two quarterbacks at least have mutual respect for one another. We know that if that's firmly established, it's not like it's a toxic thing between the two guys. It's, I don't think, you know, I think those guys get along and it's just a matter of the questions and the drumbeat and the distraction. But I don't think it's going to I don't think it's the kind of distraction that would prevent them from winning. It's not this isn't New York or Philly. I don't think it's necessarily the interpersonal relationship between Trey and Jimmy, that Jimmy would be subversive or antagonistic. Um, I think it's just the, the the psychological aspect of Trey knowing the Niners don't fully have confidence in him, that you still got the guy lurking right over your shoulder. He's the monkey on your back. You can't get rid of him. And if you do anything – and it's like with that but Don't you think that might resonate with the other players? Because that is the situation that the rest of the players are actually in. Well, most quarterbacks are not in that situation, but you know, maybe it will resonate with them. But what's going to happen with Trey is that you're opening uh, the door for everyone to second guess everything he does. Nothing he does will be good enough unless he starts the season four and zero, because it'll be um, his arm was a little sore after practice, or the ball wasn't spinning, the spot, the spiral wasn't good enough. We've seen it already. It's young Montana all over again. Because Jimmy doesn't need to prove himself. Jimmy wins. Jimmy is liked. Jimmy is established. So Trey has to be better. And he can't prove that he's better until he plays for like two or three years. So he is going to get nitpicked by his own team, his own front office, relentlessly. And I'd like to see them actually to be like, you know what? We traded up for you. We are all in with you. They won't do it. They're very much protecting themselves, even though they put themselves out there. If you really think about it, though, the the young Montana time now, granted, the organization, different time, different place, different everything. But it is worth noting that the, at that point, that was the best run this franchise has ever had. And is that cause and effect? Did Steve Young bring that out of Joe Montana and then Joe Montana bring that out of Steve Young when they were both essentially looking over the other's shoulders at different times? You could argue yes, and Jed was front and center for a lot of that. So maybe he feels like this is the the right right, right way to go, and have them compete and continue to compete and have that awkwardness. It was awkward, but they won a lot of games, including a couple bowls. They never so, won a Super Bowl with Joe, with Joe Montana lurking as Steve Young's backup. They had to actually take the leap of faith and go with Steve Young. Now at that point, Steve Young had won two MVPs. He'd gone, but they won. Two and almost went to three in a row with Steve That's looking right. over Joe's shoulder. Right. So, but hold on. What I'm saying is, it's what okay. They've proven that they can handle the dynamic of Jimmy as a starter and Trey as the backup. Trey's a kid. Trey's respectful. Trey doesn't have relationships on this team like other like Jimmy does. How does it work if it's reversed? It's going to be a whole different thing. Now, just because Trey's respectful and won't necessarily you know rub it in on Jimmy, like what is the rest of the how is the rest of the team going to handle it? How is the front office coaching staff and fan base going to handle it? If Jimmy's still there, I think a lot of people will look at it as, man, Jimmy's done too much for this franchise. This is disrespectful. It's not right. Let him free. He wants to go. Let my- I mean, it would be awesome in some ways. I mean, just think about the incredible daily you want you want excitement in camp. You want a daily narrative. You want the 49ers story to be the biggest sports story in the Bay. Keep both quarterbacks all year. Run it back with your exact same team. Keep both quarterbacks all all year. And 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 don't announce anybody as the starter. Just say it's an open competition, and we'll just see. And then you that, that's inviting the circus to town, and that would just be. That would be like the biggest, one of the biggest uh, stories in the NFL all season long, every day. I'm rooting for that. Scott says, I, I know did, you how, are. Scott says, how did SF fall to love with Trey Lance so fast? I, I don't see it that way. I see it as they're um, willing to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, which shows some confidence in Trey, but they're also more than willing to hedge for one more year and have Trey as a starter and Jimmy as the backup, which also says something about how they feel. Uh, I think it says just as much about them as it says about Trey. Because this is the same team that thought Tom Brady was washed up and Patrick Mahomes wasn't worth a, a look. I mean, their track record of judging quarterbacks is spotty at best. So it says a lot about the Niners and their lack of confidence judging that position as it does with Trey himself. I really do. So 
We'll see. Maybe not confidence, but con- I mean, definitely conviction. They don't. I, they don't seem convicted like tr- Trey no. Lance. You would think that the big question would be the day they invested in the, all those picks into the trade, not like some point after that. But you know what? Um, we'll see how it goes. I, I think what they do. If I'm handicapping this correctly, I think they know what they have in Trey Lance, the person. They really like the person. They really like so many of his attributes, his intelligence, his his love of football, the process and everything. But the there are some, you know, with the bullets flying and, you know, can he be accurate down the field? What happens if he starts taking some hits? You know, how's he going to react to the season? There's a lot of unknowns with an FCS quarterback and there's an awful lot on the line uh, personally for those guys professionally there's a lot of veteran players I mean this is going to be an, a, not a place you don't want to be if all of a sudden the Niners start out 0 and 6 and Trey's got like two touchdowns and nine picks and Jimmy's been traded to Seattle I mean just close your eyes and think about that for a second so I think they're hedging because they, they're not they don't have a lot of conviction that they made the right call I think they did make the right call and I think time's going to prove them correctly uh, prove them that Prove correct that Trey was the guy, but I don't know that they're convicted in it. And it seems like maybe they're not. But what's strange about that is the moment they traded three first round picks plus a third to move up a month before the draft just to get in position to take Trey Lance. I mean, that's the most confident move. It seemed like the most confident move ever. When they did it, it was like, wow, they must know something we don't know. They must really like who they're going to take. But it turns out they are. You know, they have as many questions as anyone else about him. And it just makes that initial trade seem so strange. How do you give up that much for someone who you ultimately don't have that much conviction in, as you said? How? How? I mean, the Chiefs gave up way a fraction of that to move up for Patrick Mahomes. And it's not, they saw a little bit and they're like, actually, we're going all in. We're betting all of our careers on this kid. We've seen enough. You, When you give three first-round picks, it you sort of send the signal like you've seen enough already, you know, but then you bring him in. You're like, you know what? Actually, he's only, he didn't, he only played one year at one at, at FCS school. Yeah. That's what everyone said. So strange. It's just so strange. I guess it I'm is. Gonna... Well, not only that, if they'd stayed at 13, wasn't that, wasn't that their original pick? Yeah. Matt Jones falls in their lap yeah. and all the, there's people to this day who are pretty credible around the NFL who believe that they wanted Mac Jones. So I don't know. I don't, I mean, if they had taken uh, Mac Jones at 13, no, everyone would have praised him. Yeah. Well, heck everyone yeah. would have praised him, but they traded up to three and it seemed like no one really understood why you did it. They, that's a draft night trade. If you make one, that was a month before the draft. They did it. It was unclear who they were going to take. They had this whole, they were still in evaluation mode. They were still in about, it just was bizarre. And again, it, my theory is that this organization has not been in lockstep on what to do with the quarterback position in a very long time. And these are some of the uh, consequences of that. I, I just think quarterback, the quarterback position is so hard to handicap and it's guesswork. At the end of the day, you're making guesswork. So I think, I think if you said, what, what was their reasoning here? What was their thinking with Trey? I think that they looked at Trey and said, this guy has the best skills and if we put him in through the best process, which is redshirt him for a year um, with our play caller and you get the best talent, the best, you know, um, you know, player, and then you coach him up through the right process. And if they love football, man, you're really going to have something special. And so now we're going to find out. We're on the doorstep to finding out what he is. And I think I think I already saw at minicamp that this guy looks special. Um, I felt like I saw that a little bit in the second half against the Texans. Go back to that game. The, the 49er offensive line was was not good that game. There were free guys coming at Trey Lance, full running starts, and he's dodging guys left and right and extending plays. That was a game the 49ers had to win and was a rough first half. I'm not saying there's not going to be bumps in the road, but I, this kid, uh, to me, is going to be a very good NFL quarterback. I'd be shocked if he wasn't. So we'll see. We'll see, but I, I do get the sense that maybe there's some people inside the organization that are like, you know, maybe it would be advantageous to keep Jimmy around. Yeah, I think it's going to be – I think we're going to look back in four or five months and kind of laugh at all this hand-wringing about Trey Lance. I think we've seen signs that he's going to be really good in the limited action that he's had uh, last year and in camp. I think what's going to happen with Trey is sort of what happened with Colin Kaepernick and Lamar Jackson. I think they're going to have, a, I think Trey's going to have a lot of success early on. 
because the offense is going to be so much different with him than it was with Jimmy Garoppolo. All the principles and all the, I, the strategies that these defensive coordinators had for facing the Niners are going to go out the door. Now you have to defend the deep pass. Now you have to defend bootlegs and play action and zone and when 11 on 11 run game. I mean, it's a whole different offense. I think defenses are going to be on their heels. And you like what you're going to see is as he gets more exposed to the league, the scouting report on him will be more sophisticated and he'll have to adjust. Happened to Jimmy. It's happening to Lamar right now. I think he's going to have a lot of success early on. I could be wrong, but I think unless the offensive line gets him hurt, he's got a really freaking good team around him, and Kyle can really make things easy. I think he's going to put up big numbers early yeah. on. I do too. I yeah. do too. The only thing is he may have to because I think they lost a lot with DJ Jones. It's a huge right. year for Kim Law. It's a huge year for the run D in the middle. they got to be able to stop the run without DJ Jones. Matthew Sanders says, Grant, I think you hit the point. Uh, I think you hit the point. Lynch is insecure. He might be completely outclassed as a GM. He understands optics, but is failing for sunk, falling for sunk cost fallacy. Well, it's not that simple. I mean, he's got a winning team. He's done a lot of good things. He's got an extension. He's not necessarily a bad general manager. He might be a good general manager, but they got a good roster. They have a good, it's just the trade history with him. I think a lot of people would say he's lost more than he's won in, in these big trades. And to, this is his big win. If you take this away, I'm not sure what his big win is uh, trade-wise. So I think this means a lot. This is important for him. He, you know, and he's and a couple of his trades, he's really sought out sure things, right? You're trading a second round pick, which is a big, uh, you know, high pick, but you're getting D Ford. You're getting yeah. the proven entity and D Ford's body just didn't hold up. Right. So that was John's desire to let's not guess in the draft since we we tried Solomon Thomas and we couldn't we couldn't handicap it. So now screw that. Let's we'll trade a second round pick. We'll get a known commodity in D Ford. And then, of course, there was a reason Kansas City was trading him is because he jumps off sides at inopportune times and his body was breaking down. I mean, I guess from Lynch's perspective, he has some sort of control over his own stock. As soon as he cuts Jimmy, his stock goes down. If he holds on to Jimmy, his stock doesn't go down. So why would you make your own stock go down when you could just wait, see if something presents itself? See if something, yeah. Surf it like a wave. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, from his perspective. But again, from as a general manager, your job is to do what's best for the organization. And he's more, I think, in the doing what's best for him. I guess it's human nature. But I just didn't realize that he was that his job was that guess when you trade up that much for a quarterback eventually everyone's jobs depended on that guy eventually and you just can delay it as long as possible but eventually it's it's about him i think i guess well i think he wants to win the trade because i think it's i think being evaluated within the organization um his evaluation it's tied to those trades right so he knows it he's basically stating that to us and that's just the culture from within um, and but you know ultimately if they can get a, a day two pick either a second or a third round pick that will be of worth you know as people always, I don't care what they get it's not worth the wait no no if you get a day two pick that is worth the wait especially for John Lynch it'll be like manna from the heavens if he gets a day two pick for him at least the way he'll look for it anyway that's our show for today two weeks until training camp starts things are starting to happen thank you everyone for the rumors. More rumors than reports today. Maybe more reports. A lot of rumors. A lot of rumors. A lot of rumors. Larry, thanks for uh, doing this with me. Yeah. Have a good one. We'll see you. See you guys.